Thanks for checking out this message from Coastal Community Church. We hope it's helpful and encouraging. All right, good morning, everyone, and welcome to Coastal, Coastal 2.0. I'm Pastor Chris. Uh, Whether you're at home, on your computer, on your phone, uh, gathered around your television set uh, with uh, friends and family or a small watch party, on your smart TV, uh, no matter where you're gathering and what it looks like for you today, welcome. We are so glad uh, for you tuning in and joining us online today. Um, It looks like this might just be the new normal for us, at least for a little while. But Coastal, I want you to hear this from your pastor uh, loud and clear today. It's going to be all right. Um, That's okay. Because we're the church. You know, we are the the bride of Christ, the body of Jesus, you and me. We cannot be defeated or stopped. Uh, Don't forget something. Jesus Christ rose from the dead and he is alive. He defeated sin and death and the grave. And because of all of those truths, we know something to be true. We already have won. We're victorious. In fact, the church, think about it, it was established by Jesus. It has existed now for over 2,000 years. Sure, schools might close. Uh, The NBA and MLB, uh, they might cancel their season. ESPN might go off the air. Oh, my goodness. Um, Companies and nations might crumble, but the church, the church is the only thing that will withstand it all and last on into eternity. And in the meantime, Coastal, we're going to keep pressing on in faith. We're going to keep loving, keep serving, keep reaching out until Jesus calls us home or comes again. We're going to beat down the gates of hell with the love of Jesus Christ and rescue people one life at a time. We've been doing that for almost 30 years now, and we're gonna keep doing it on into eternity. And so today, we're gonna continue on in this series that we've been in uh, called The Journey, where each week we've been looking at um, the journey of Jesus, an encounter that he had on his journey. Uh, Last week, we talked about a time when Jesus walked on the water in the middle of a storm, and he called Peter out to come and join him and do the same. Well, today, we're going to look at a similar story, but this time, Jesus is already with the disciples in the boat in the middle of another storm. I want to set the scene for you. Jesus has been teaching all day uh, to some pretty large crowds. He's exhausted. He's tired. He wants to get some rest. So he and his disciples get in a boat, and they go to the other side of the Sea of Galilee. So they get in this boat, and they're in search of of peace and quiet and rest. But, as so often happens in life, they're interrupted. They're interrupted by an unexpected storm. So follow along as I read Mark chapter 4, beginning in verse 36. And leaving the crowd behind, they took him with them in the boat, just as he was. Other boats were with him. A great windstorm arose, and the waves beat into the boat, so that the boat was already being swamped. Now, stop there for just a moment. What I want you to see here is that these these disciples, they weren't expecting this storm. You know, they they were completely caught off guard. Water's filling into the boat, they're afraid. I mean, they thought they were gonna drown. But by the way, real overwhelming storms are those storms that come into our lives unexpectedly. I mean, that's when you really feel powerless and scared. 
and out of control. And maybe that's exactly how you feel today. That you've been caught in the middle of an unexpected storm. You know, the rain's coming down, the winds are blowing, the water is rising, and you're worried and afraid. Verse 38, but he was in the stern, asleep on the cushion. Now, stop there for just a moment. I, I, I want you to picture the absurdity of this, uh, this scene. I mean, think about it. It is pouring down rain, thunder, lightning. I mean, uh, they're about to go down. And what is Jesus doing? He is asleep, taking a nap. Now, the disciples didn't take that very well. Uh, it continues, and they woke him up and said to him, teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? Now, I actually think that that is the, uh, the cleaned up version of what they probably said. If you're watching online, maybe leave a comment of what you actually think that they said. But let me ask you a question. Do you ever feel that way? You know, that you're in the middle of an unexpected storm and it feels like you're going to drown and uh, the waves are crashing in and, and you think to yourself, you know, Jesus, where are you in all this? You know, Jesus, why, why don't you make this go away? Why aren't you helping us? Don't you care about what we're going through? That's exactly how the disciples felt at this moment. Verse 39, he woke up and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, peace, be still. Then the wind ceased and there was a dead calm. Now, again, remember, Jesus is the creator. He is the one who holds all things together. Every storm, everything is under his control. And he says, peace, be still. Verse 40, he said to them, why are you afraid? Have you no faith? So the disciples are absolutely terrified. You know, at first I think they were terrified of the storm, but now I think they're terrified of Jesus too. I mean, they didn't know who this guy was. Verse 41, and they were filled with great awe and said to one another, who then is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? Now this is an incredible miracle, but there's something much deeper happening here beside Jesus just, you know, calming the storm and making the rain stop and the wind stop. I think Jesus is proving to all of us that he is still in complete control over all creation and he can calm any storm that you're facing today. The storm of, of losing a loved one. The storm of cancer. The storm of a miscarriage. The storm of a lost dream. Whatever the storm is that you're going through right now, whatever fear that you have, just as Jesus was in control of the storm on the sea, you can trust that he's in charge of your storm too. And if you trust him, and if you let him, he can do at least four things in your life today. Number one, God gives me his peace when I'm anxious. God gives me his peace when I'm anxious. You know, fast forward just a little bit to another very anxious time uh, in the life of these disciples with Jesus. It's uh, right after Jesus was crucified. And the disciples had plenty of reasons to be, to be worried and to be afraid. After all, the guy that they had been following for the last three years, given their lives to, has now been brutally beaten, crucified, and left for dead in a tomb. And now those same people that killed Jesus are looking for them. 
And so they're hiding behind some locked doors in Jerusalem. Their whole world has been turned upside down. Follow along as I read John chapter 20. That Sunday evening, the disciples were meeting behind locked doors because they were afraid of the Jewish leaders. Suddenly, Jesus was standing among them. Peace be with you, he said. I want you to underline those those four words this morning. Peace be with you. As he spoke, he showed them the wounds in his hand and his side. They were filled with joy as they saw the Lord. Again, he said, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I am sending you. Let me ask you a question. Why do you think Jesus told the disciples twice, peace be with you? Well, think about it. You know, you're you're in a locked room, and someone that you have seen, you know, be brutally beaten, left for dead, buried, is now standing right in front of you out of nowhere. I mean, that'd probably freak you out just a little bit. But I don't think that's the only reason Jesus said, peace be with you. He also understand, he also understood that these disciples were worried. They were afraid. After all, they'd, they'd believed in him. You know, that they'd given their lives for the last three years to him, and, and he was killed, and they didn't know what was going to happen. They didn't know what the future was going to hold. And then Jesus steps in, and he speaks these four words. Peace be with you. And all of a sudden, all of the fear and anxiety and worries were washed away, and they were filled with assurance and peace and joy. Now, Coastal, how is that possible? Well, it's important that that we get this. Because Jesus rose from the dead, because that's true, Because the grave is empty. Because Jesus does have power over sin and death and the grave. Everything. Everything that the disciples were worrying about, it wasn't worth worrying about at all. And I think this is what we need to hear today. That if we truly believe this, that that ultimately everything that you and I might worry about, it really isn't worth worrying about either. Now, I know that there are those of you here today that are watching this, and and you're feeling a great deal of anxiety and fear right now, and probably you have good reason to feel that way. But today, I think Jesus' message to all of us is, peace be with you. Maybe you're out of work. Maybe you're worried about losing your job. Maybe you're behind on your mortgage. You're worried about losing your home. Maybe you've lost a loved one. Maybe you're watching this and um, your marriage is on the rocks. It's just not going too well. And maybe your biggest worry as a parent is, is your children and the path that they're headed down. You know what Jesus' message to you today is? It's peace. Peace be with you. I think Jesus would want to tell all of us, look, I overcame the grave. I overcame life and death. Don't you think that I can handle your situation? Don't you think you can trust me enough to walk you through this? Don't you think I can work together the circumstances of your life for your very best? I love you. I conquered the grave. Don't be anxious. Trust me. Believe me. 
Listen to my voice. Follow my words. Bring me your anxiety. Bring me your worry. Now, how do you do that? Sounds so simple. How do you do it? Well, you do it in prayer. You, you see, when we bring our worries and our anxieties to God, God does something miraculous. He does something supernatural. It's as though He steps in and He takes all of your worry, all of your anxiety, and He puts it on His own shoulders. And in exchange, He'll give you His peace. Look at Philippians chapter 4, 6 and 7. And boy, this is a passage we all need to hear and memorize and take to heart during these times. It says this, Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Underline that word there, everything. Everything that you might be worried about. Everything that you're anxious about. Take it to God. And then he says, tell God what you need and thank him for all that he has done. Then, then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. You know, what does that mean, that phrase there, which exceeds anything we can understand? I think it means that when all the storms of life seem to be pressing in on you, and the tides are rising, and the winds are beating you down, and everybody else around you is, is worried and afraid, all of a sudden, you can have a sense of peace. In fact, I want you to say those four words with me right now, in your living room, in your home, peace. Be with you. Peace. Be with you. That's God's promise. Number two, God gives me his power when I'm weak. He gives me his power when I'm weak. You know, sometimes, let's face it, we are just not strong enough to handle everything that life throws at us. Now, the reality is we don't like to admit that. But sometimes the circumstances of life are so heavy and so big that we just can't handle it ourselves. And that's when we need God's power. Let me tell you something, God is never impressed with your strength. He's never impressed with your, your self-sufficiency. Instead, God looks for those people who are willing to admit that they're weak, who admit that, you know, I can't handle everything on my own. Because it's then, it's when we turn our lives over to God for help, it's then that he takes our weaknesses upon himself and he does something supernatural. In fact, the Bible, listen, it is filled with example after example after example of just imperfect, messed up, flawed, uh, ordinary people that God uses over and over again to do something extraordinary despite, despite their weaknesses. In fact, the Apostle Paul uh, was, um, was facing a storm in his own life, some sort of difficulty. In fact, he goes to God and he actually begs God to, to take it away from him. And this is how God responded. My grace is all you need. My power works best in, what's the next word? Weakness. And then Paul said, so now, now I am glad to boast about my weaknesses so that the power of Christ can work through me. That's why I take pleasure in my weaknesses and in the insults, hardships, persecutions, and troubles that I suffer for Christ. For when I am weak, then I am strong. He's saying, and this is so, it really is hard for us to comprehend this. He's saying basically, you know what? Actually, I welcome the storm. 
I welcome the hardships in life. Why? Because when I'm weak, that's when Christ is strong in me. You know, there are some of you watching this today, and if you're honest, you feel like the weight of the, the world is just pressing down on your chest. And it, it is suffocating you. And with all your strength and power, you're trying to, you're trying to push it up and to, to lift it up, and you just can't do it, and it, it's exhausting. And the truth is, listen to me, as long as you are trying to rely on your own strength, you are never going to be able to, to stand up to the storms of life. But it's when we're willing to say, God, I can't handle all this on my own. I can't do this all by myself. I need you. I need your power. I need your strength. Listen, it's then that God does step in and he takes our weakness and he makes his power available to us. You know, one of the most famous verses in the Bible, it's a verse that many of you, I'm sure, have memorized. It's Philippians 4.13. It says this, For I can do a few things through Christ who gives me strength. It doesn't say that, does it? What does it say? In fact, read it out loud with me wherever you're at today. For I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. Coastal, do you believe that? Not your strength, not mine, but his. Let's review these promises there on your outline. God gives me his peace when I'm anxious. He gives me his power when I'm weak. And number three, God gives me his protection when I'm afraid. Let me ask you a question. What is it that's keeping you awake at night right now? What are you afraid of? Maybe it's the, this crisis that we all find ourselves in right now, dealing with right now, and you're worried how you're going to make it over the next several months. Like I said earlier, maybe it's a relationship that's on rocky ground. You're afraid of losing someone. Maybe it's an illness, unemployment. Maybe it's a mistake that you made in the past. And it's still haunting you. First of all, go back to our story. Storms are a part of life. You know, there's no such thing as a storm-free life. In fact, Jesus didn't even promise his followers that things are going to be perfect. You know, the only place that's perfect is heaven. On this side of eternity, in this world, Jesus said, you're going to have problems. You know, there's a word actually for um, one problem after another, after another, after another. Do you know what it is? It's called life. Life is full of problems. Life is full of hardships and storms. But if we, would, if we will build our lives on the solid foundation of a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, and if we will listen to him and follow his word, then God can be and will be your protector. But this is hard for us to accept, especially, especially a lot of you men watching this today. Uh, because as men, you know, we like to puff out our chest and say, hey, I'm the protector. We're the protectors. And, you know, we got this image then of God, you know, as like some old uh, grandfather-type figure in a rocking chair, weak and feeble up in heaven, who really can't do anything about what's happening down here. But the Bible paints just the opposite picture. Psalm 18.2, listen to this. The Lord is my rock, 
my fortress, my savior. My God is my rock in whom I find protection. He's my shield, the power that saves me, and, listen to this, my place of safety. Let me ask you, what's bothering you today? What are you afraid of? What's, what's keeping you awake at night? Hand that over to God today. And let God, our rock, our protector, our place of safety, calm your fears and protect you. And then finally, number four, God gives me a new plan when I am uncertain. He gives me a new plan when I'm uncertain. You know, when Jesus died on the cross, the disciples were anxious, weak, and fearful. But I think they were also very uncertain. You know, they're uncertain about their future, about what was going to happen. You know, their leader, Jesus, their, their hero, he'd been crucified. They'd seen it. He'd been, you know, left for dead in a tomb. And, and again, everything, everything they'd given their lives over to for the last, you know, several years, now all of a sudden seems up for grabs, just seem completely uncertain. You know, the, the great part about the resurrection, though, was this. Jesus did come back to life just as he promised, and he gave those disciples a brand new plan. You see, God is always ready to give us a new plan, new directions whenever we need it, and we need one right now, don't we? You know, we all get frustrated about stuff in life. We get uneasy. We're uncertain. But being uncertain about something in life honestly, is not always a bad thing if, if it causes you to go to God and ask Him for, for direction. You see, maybe you are uncertain about your finances today. Maybe you're confused about a dating relationship that you find yourself in. Maybe your career path seems very uncertain. And all of that, all of that can be okay if, it causes you to go to God and to ask Him for direction. But our natural tendency, you know, when life seems so uncertain, is to depend completely upon ourselves, our own wisdom, our own knowledge, and basically you say, hey, it's all right. You know, I got this. I can handle this. I can pull myself up by my bootstraps. I got this. But you know what? Typically, that only leads to greater uncertainty. And the good news is that God will give you a new plan. God will take you where you're at right now, and he will take you, he will bring you to where he wants you to be. Now, typically, again, when we're uncertain and we need help or advice, you know, think about it. We'll ask a best friend. We'll ask our parents. Uh, we'll ask WebMD. Uh, we'll ask Alexa. We'll Google it. Uh, we'll go to all these places and all these different people for advice and help. But typically, we don't think about asking God first. Here's what God's Word says, James 1.5, if you need wisdom, anybody need wisdom today? Ask our generous God and He will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. Coastal, God's not up in heaven, you know, with His arms crossed and uh, looking down, you know, kind of angrily at us and saying, you know, hey, you just try and get something out of me. You know, you just try to get me to give you uh, a new plan and a, a new direction. No. 
Man, the Bible tells us that God stands ready and willing and able. He wants to give you a new plan for the uncertainty that you face. He wants to help his people figure out what's going to happen next and take us to that next step. Now, there is one thing that I don't want anybody here today to be uncertain about. And even though a lot of people today are confused about this, you don't have to be. It's God's plan for salvation. I mean, if you went out and you asked 100 people today, what is salvation? You'd probably get 100 different answers. But let me tell you something. The Bible is crystal clear. You say, well, Pastor Chris, what's that plan? What's the you know, plan of salvation? Well, look at this last verse, Ephesians 1.5. God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. Underline those words, through Jesus Christ. Salvation comes through Jesus. Why? Why did, why did Jesus die on the cross? Why was Jesus raised from the dead? To give you salvation. To adopt you into his family. In fact, here's how clear it is. God made it as easy as one, two, three. One, our God loves you. He loves you. He wants to forgive you. He wants to give you a new purpose and a new, uh, for, a new plan for life. He wants to give you a home in heaven. He wants to have a personal relationship with you. That's why you were made. But number two, because of your sin and mine, we have broken off that relationship with God. The Bible says we're all sinners, all sinners in need of a Savior. And so number three, through our faith in Jesus Christ, we are able to once again regain all that God has in store for us. What about you? Are you ready to believe? Are you ready to give your life over to Christ? Are you ready to believe that Jesus died on the cross for you, that he rose from the dead for you, to prove his power over sin and death and the grave. Look at your outline once more, once more. Are you ready to receive and experience God's peace, His power, His protection, and His plan for your life? How do you get all of that? How do we, how do we receive all of that and so much more? Well, you underlined it. Through Jesus Christ, through our faith in Him. Some of you today watching this, you need to believe for the very first time. Listen, this world is a mess. We're all going to die. We're all going to face eternity. God loves you and He wants to have a relationship with you. And He's waiting on you to place your faith in Jesus Christ. Why not do that today? Don't let today just be another day. Let today be your day. Let today be your day of salvation, your new birthday. Why not right now, today, in your heart and in your mind say, Jesus, I believe. Will you bow your heads and pray with me? Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, God, today I thank you for your word. And I thank you for the reminder that Jesus is with us in the middle of the boat, 
in the middle of the storm. And he is still calling out, peace, be still. Father, thank you for that peace when we're anxious. Thank you for your power when we're weak, your protection when we're afraid. And I thank you for that new plan when we're uncertain. And listen, if you are here today and you are ready to receive salvation and forgiveness and that abundant life and so much more, you can do it right here and right now, wherever you're at. Just pray something like this in your heart. Dear Heavenly Father, I do believe. I believe that Jesus is your Son. I believe that He went to a cross to pay for my sin. My sin put Jesus on that cross. I believe that He rose from the dead and He is alive. And I put my faith, my trust, and my hope in Jesus and in Him alone. And I pray these things today in the beautiful name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening. From Pastor Chris and the family at Coastal Community Church, have a blessed day.